close encounters of the third kind. Actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately 8 to 10 feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real, living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode number eight. I am John Jay, and with me, as always, are Lauren Lance and Endless Mike. Sometimes with us is Jared Jizzy Jay Walker. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey. Bullshit, it hasn't been eight episodes already. Yeah, we've done eight. This is Well, this is eight. What? Yeah. Episode eight. Oh, God. I'm getting closer and closer to death every moment. Yeah. It, well, time is going by Just so in fast. time for the season. Oh, yeah. This ah. week, or this time on the uh, podcast, we were talking about the history and origins of Halloween, this along with Halloween. some Halloween scary stories and some and some good stories that I found on an evangelical Christian we website. Ooh, spoopy. the pumpkin song. What? Are you singing a Disney movie? I'm singing This is Halloween. Oh, it's, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. It's Dan- uh We all know that Danny Elfman is not that good, so let's just uh, drop wait, it right now. No, I'm not gonna no, I'm not no, I'm not co signing with you on that. That's bullshit. He did ruin Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Exactly. Danny Elfman ruined? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What the hell are you talking no, about? No, he in in real life he was the fat kid that got stuck in the chocolate tube. Augustus Gloop. He played Augustus Gloop. No, I'm just Gloop. kidding. <laughs> Fuck you That's guys. an anagram for Danny Elfman. Oh my god. We got a great show for you. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking about Halloween later on in the show, but right now let's get right into science news. Um, Lauren uh, showed me this earlier today or yesterday. It is a uh, mystery of the Bermuda Triangle solved. Hexagonal clouds creating terrifying air bombs with 170 mile per hour winds may t- be to blame for disappearing ships and planes, scientists claim. Or now, uh, the fact that there's a woman flying the plane. Whoa. Oh, fuck whoa. you. I'm wow. just saying, Amelia Earhart's the only woman to have ever gone missing in the Bermuda Triangle. That. Wait, what? I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'm pretty sure you just made that fact up. That's Didn't not... she go missing in the uh, Bermuda nope. Triangle? Nope. No. I don't think <laughs> so. So the only explanation is the fact that it was a woman flying the plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, she disappeared. We, nobody knows where she disappeared. Yeah, because she's. Because she disappeared, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that man. That is the literal. T- Come on, man. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Let's not. Let's not get distracted by Jared defining disappearing to us. Okay. Mike's being a dick. Mike is being a dick. If you could ignore him, he'll go away. Uh, no, Hexagon- the other people who disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle were flying over it, and they knew their location when suddenly they vanished. That's how we know those people disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle. Don't get mad. Triangle. It's okay. No, we're going to make fun of me for this. <laughs> I'm going to make turn around and make you all look dumb now. No, you, so you're just going to. Explain it. Yeah. Further. Okay. <laughs> Something mansplaining to me, Jared. Uh, hexagonal <laughs> clouds creating terrifying air bombs with winds of 170 Stop miles per hour stupid. could be behind the mystery. <laughs> Damn. Scientists have claimed that uh, the stormy blast can flip ships into the sea and bring planes crashing down into the sea. Jesus. The mystifying uh, 500,000 uh, kilometer square patch in the North Atlantic Ocean has been blamed for the disappearance of at least 75 planes and hundreds of ships. But the oddly shaped clouds may hold the secret to the vanishing act. Wait, so 
it's not actually solved like they claimed. It's no, just, they it's, it's a another, theory. It's a yeah. good. It's a good scientific theory that would explain why this area is quote unquote cursed. But Got it. It appears that even though they explain that the clouds exist, they don't really explain why the sh- the shape is the way it is. So we still don't know what creates that. Yeah, shape. look. I mean, it is. I mean, it's really weird looking. It right? is. It is weird how they're formed like that. Um, yeah. Imagine that you're just in a ship and then a hundred and seventy mile an hour wind is it, is it mile per yeah it's mile per hour not kilometer yeah. per hour 170 mile an hour wind just i mean that would throw you right off the ship wouldn't oh it? yeah like probably topple the whole damn thing yeah it'd break the break the mast like mm-hmm. back when people used to sail across there it would just completely destroy their ship isn't I mean, that how the poseidon got flipped uh yeah rogue wave yeah that's yeah so they're saying that these hexagonal clouds could also uh the the winds can blow down into the water and create giant rogue waves like that yeah also, the Poseidon was not a real ship. <laughs> that was a movie, wasn't it? They made two movies. Okay, but that, that doesn't make it any more real. That's not real. You almost got me, Mike. <laughs> you almost yeah, got me. Yeah, I, I glossed over that too. Wait, yeah. Are you <laughs> gonna it. tell me Kurt Russell was in a movie that wasn't based on reality? <laughs> Just like the BP thing. Do you think Escape from New York is a real is a real thing? Not yet. I've oh. been to New York. I kind of think it might have been. Escape real. from LA is probably closer to reality than anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so this is a uh, uh, the winds by the uh, so called air bombs are so powerful they generate forty five foot high or forty five foot high winds. I think that's a typo. High waves, I think, is supposed to be the word. Mm. Uh, meteorologist Randy Survey told the Mirror these types of hexagonal shapes over the ocean are in essence air bombs. They are formed by what are called microbursts, and they're blasts of air that come down out of the bottom of a cloud and then hit the ocean and then create waves that can sometimes be massive in size as they start to interact with each other. So researchers added massive clouds were appearing over the western tip of Bermuda Island, ranging from 20 to 55 miles across. And Dr. Steve Miller, satellite meteorologist at Colorado State University, told Science Channel's What on Earth said, you don't typically see straight edges with clouds. Most of the time, clouds are random in their distribution. So do you think maybe maybe this is not what is causing Bermuda Triangle? This is maybe just the government with their weather machine creating oh, these... Harp? These, yeah, it's harp with their weather machine, and they're creating these uh, just to see if they could destroy like a small island nation or something. Uh, I mean, I don't know why they would. It, it, there have always been issues with the Bermuda Triangle, so to think that they just started creating these now is kind of it kind of weird to me. That doesn't. I mean, unless you're saying that like back like 200 years ago, harp existed, which I highly doubt. So. It said, on average, four planes and 20 ships go missing every year. That's yeah. a lot. Well, I think it was a lot before, and then I think it's just the average is just lowering slowly, yeah, probably. That makes more sense. <laughs> you know what's interesting to me, and it wasn't until... Because people go on cruises through there all yeah. the time. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Like, What was interesting to me was until I was reading this article, Like when I was little, I, was always used, I used to be super interested in the idea of the Bermuda Triangle, and it didn't occur to me until I was reading this goddamn article and was looking at the fucking map that for six months of my life, I was living right in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, and, and you weren't worried about it at all because you were drunk the whole time. I was drunk the whole time. <laughs> However, Stuart and I totally saw a UFO when we were out there, though, which was kind of cool. Yeah, how do you know it wasn't a hexagonal cloud because uh, hexagonal clouds i don't think no, i don't think they light up at night and go in weird it's because it was swamp fast, gas, baby. Uh, 
Uh, no. <laughs> swamp gas. Swamp gas in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it's ocean swamp gas. Ocean swamp gas. Exploding on a weather balloon. So yeah, this is this is actually kind of a cool theory. I like this, and I, I like would like it too. I would like to see some footage of of these uh, hexagonal clouds in action. Yeah, like watching actually, them form. Yeah, watching like the clouds. Wasn't there form. a video down there of it? I think uh, no, it it's was just, just photos. like a demonstration. Oh, keep going down. Right. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. that's just no, that's just a history of the mysterious oh, experiences. Oh yeah. 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 But uh, so yeah, no, so I'd li- but I'd like to see like the I'd like to see f- uh, further study and show like these giant waves and like how the air moves them around and stuff because I think that would be really interesting. That seems like, really scary. It does seem really scary, but I'd also like to know like okay, so these things exist. Why do they seem to think that these hexagonal clouds only form in this specific area? What I don't know. causes them to do that? Like yeah, what causes them to form? You're not like- really explaining the whole thing. You're just saying here's another phenomenon that is. Well, this is the this Daily area. Mail online. We could probably do better research. Probably could. I didn't spend <laughs> much Daily time Everybody on this. Everybody knows hexagons hate triangles. Yeah, oh, yeah you're true. right. Oh, There's, shit. It's the shape wars. <laughs> there you go, Jared. We don't talk about that because that was before even the lizard people. <laughs> um, moving on um, to cryptozoology news. Uh, Ohio woman claims she saw a giant bird. Yep. There's a picture of it. There's a picture of her pointing at the sky. The empty sky. <laughs> I, I kind of just picked this one because the headline seemed funny to me. Uh, a woman in Portage County claims she saw uh, Portage County, uh, Ohio, uh, claims she saw a giant bird she could not identify as endemic to the region. Honestly, the screen is so dirty on our site over here; it's hard to tell if what she's pointing at is anything. No, it's no, nothing. there's nothing. No, there's there. nothing there. Okay. There's just so many black dots on the screen. Here you go. Clean that up for Jared. I don't. And while you're at it, just this it's, is not, it's not working dust. at all. This is yep. caked on. Okay. There's no. Well, I never, I never go over on that side. You're the first person to mention it. Today. <laughs> it's probably just Lauren's beer and Stewart's wine splashed on there. This is bullshit. It's probably yeah. more Stewart than anything. Yeah. Stewart does make a mess, but um. Oh. Thir- thirty-one Ohio, thirty-one-year-old Ohio resident Amy Kovacs told Cryptozoology News that she was in front of her yard talking to her husband and a friend when she spotted the I- unidentified flying creature. I live in the back of a mobile home park. Stop she said. right there. Oh. I turned around and walked a few steps away from my husband and friend to light a cigarette. Yep. <laughs> While pulling one out, I looked up to see what looked to be a giant bird take off from behind my home. I think it was perched on a tree. The woman described the black animal as having a wingspan of thirteen feet. It only needed to flap its wings twice to raise itself above tree level, and the wings seemed to blend or fold as if they were too long, mimicking elbows. That's very specific. It seemed to glide downward before it attempted to go up, she added. Kovacs believes the bird was big enough to pick up a 10-year-old kid. She said its feet were very much like those of a vulture, but that the animal was too big to be an Ohio species. Yeah, Yeah, because 13-foot wingspan. Also, because she sounds like she knows a lot about birds. Well, that's all she has tra- to do. It, when you're in a trailer park, uh, and measurements. No, she doesn't live in the trailer park. She lives in the back of the trailer park. That's in the trailer park still. I right? assume that means in the dumpster. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a neighbor seven years prior told me she saw what looked to be two black California condors perched on a telephone pole together. Okay, um, maybe Racist. that's what it uh, is. California condors, the largest North American land bird, was on the brink of extinction by the late 1980s. The remaining 27 individuals were captured and bred and were reintroduced into the wild in 1991. 
This bird is of significant importance to California Native American tribes. What does that have to do with anything? Just describing what a uh, California condor. It is a big ass bird, but it's not nearly thirteen feet. Okay. But I can no. see somebody like if you catch something just real quick, thinking it's possibly bigger than it is. You yeah. know? Could be the Mothman, I guess. That is true. Yeah. That was actually my first thought on that. Uh, in, two, in, in July 2015, two people in Nevada reported seeing a creature that reminded them of a pterosaur, a flying reptile believed to have gone extinct. Uh, yeah, so I think it's pretty interesting. That's I, cool. I, I want to see pictures. I've always been interested because there are a lot of uh, giant like thunderbird uh, sightings all across. Zapidos. They're always finding new uh, species that we thought were extinct and shit going on. Yeah, like, but I don't know, in a trailer park. Seems that like would be place. so great if the condor was found again. If there was a fucking research. Well, no, they have the condors. Condor. I thought they went totally extinct. No, no, they were recently. reintroduced to the wild in '91. They're oh, not, I thought they were not even endangered f- anymore. No shit. Oh, I, used to, I think I've been sad about that for a long time. I didn't realize. <laughs> All right, so let's celebrate. <laughs> Yay, the condor is back. Yeah, no, I've always, I'm always interested in uh, Thunderbird sightings, though. Mm. I've never actually seen one, but I always find it interesting that, it, you know, there could be like a bird or maybe a pterosaur or something still alive, like big enough to pick a person up, like in Jurassic Park. Yeah, they live in the floating island of Hohawk above the Midwest U.S. Mm, thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, the, the levitating island. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on, a uh, little Bigfoot photographed in Alaska. Some say it's a leprechaun. Oh, that's what? a big difference. That's, yeah, I don't know. That's a great sentence just by itself. <laughs> a man who says he enjoys exploring the woods and looking for Bigfoot around the Blue Mountains of the Pacific Northwest claimed on Sunday to have found evidence of a juvenile Bigfoot. But he clarifies it was not on one of his videos that he spotted the mysterious creature. I was watching a friend's channel on bottle digging in Alaska. What? What? Uh, by Daniel Kochimo, a spot, and I don't know what bottle digging is. They dig bottles, or do you use bottles to dig? Well, I don't know. Can you look up bottle digging yeah, real someone, quick? Because this is going to bother me. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know what this is. Um, Daniel Camacho. That sounds like a fake name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said he spotted a juvenile Bigfoot watching him and his buddy dig bottles. Said Dave, for, founder of Paranormal and Sasquatch Research. He believes this alleged creature is the perfect example as to clo- as to cloaking is done. As to how cloaking is done, I mm-hmm. think he means. Cloaking is a form of camouflage many Bigfoot researchers make use of in order to explain the lack of strong evidence needed to demonstrate the existence of the hairy biped. Yep, it's literally digging for bottles. Why? What, are Does they hidden? Why? Digging for Who bottles. Put them there? The most inexpensive and gratifying way to find old bottles is to dig. I guess it's just people who collect old bottles. <laughs> okay. So, I guess- like, do you know that, like, uh, hey, Ted, I heard there's a bunch of bottles dug up. Uh, they're buried back there. We should go try to find well, them. Well, I'm pretty sure that the only things to do in Alaska are digging bottles and then drinking and looking for Bigfoot. Have there been enough people in Alaska to leave behind enough fucking bottles? That's what makes it so hard Oh, my and God. This is... <laughs> Jesus Christ. It wouldn't be fun to dig bottles at the dump. You'd find too many. Wouldn't you feel like the Scrooge McDuck of bottles, though? <laughs> Here's my lucky dime bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing warms up a room like an old bottle in the window. Okay. Uh, so, can you see the picture? They're saying this is a juvenile Bigfoot that has been captured on film. It, this uh, is, this is exactly like what it looks like when I take my contacts off. Yeah, it is a really blurry photograph, and I can't. I'm not entirely sure what part the Bigfoot's actually supposed to be. I just see colors and shapes. Like there's, I can't even pick out a fucking tree from this. 
let alone a bottle or a Bigfoot. I don't know. Is this is this the Bigfoot? I think that or might be its face the right there. Oh, this is the face? You see the eyes, the two eyes? Is this eyes? I think. Maybe? Maybe. Oh, okay. So that I guess that could and be a And then below leprechaun. that is the little slash of the mouth. Oh, that... Uh, I don't know. That it, doesn't look anything like Bigfoot. He, sta- he stared at it from the... How did he get into the tree? I don't know. Well, what do you guys think about the uh, the cloaking theory, though? That, that Bigfoot can, like, have, like, powers like the Predator and just kind of turn, like, mostly invisible? Uh, I think they're more likely dimensional travelers. Yeah, I prefer to think of them as transdimensional than cloaking able. Maybe they could do both. Maybe they could do both. That's but just ridiculous. If you're all right, if you have the ability to be transdimensional, I think cloaking should be super fucking easy for you. Yeah, that's true. It's two different sciences. Yeah, yeah. Get with it, Lauren. <laughs> Don't you limit them, Mike? Uh, Vermont Navy veteran captures video of the legendary Champ Monster. Have you guys heard of this monster? Yeah. The Champ Monster. It's in what? Uh, a man in Addison County says he captured a video of an unusual creature. Uh, so. There's a uh, where, where's the, what is the lake? It's up in Lake Champlain. Lake Champlain. That's why it's called Champ. It's like on the border of the U.S. and Canada. It's like mm-hmm. a very big, old, deep lake. Okay. That was like formed by a glacier, mm-hmm. like forever ago. Uh, it's supposed to be the cousin, or possibly the same as the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, oh, or no or shit. something completely different. Who you knows? Never heard of this. I don't know how I never. We talked about this like in school. Like yeah. they talked us about this bullshit. Yeah, this has been around. Well, I oh, mean, that's weird. Um, I think it was. Maybe I forgot. What was it Lewis and Clark? I think were the or no, it wasn't Lewis and Clark. It was um, yeah, it was, it was some it was it was, Lewis and Clark. It, it was either them or some other famous explorer had like one of the very first sightings by like a European. That's cool. That's really cool. The owner of the video, a 33-year-old Navy veteran and IT student who provided a full name but asked to remain anonymous, told Cryptozoology News that the sighting took place back in late July. I had placed a motion-activated camera trap at the water's edge at 4 a.m. in the darkness. It recorded the video of an unusual animal, he said. The 31-second-long video, which he titled Champ 2016, shows footage taken by two different cameras in a split-screen containing something floating or swimming through the water. And remember, you guys can always go uh, to somethingplanet.com and check out the show notes on this post, and it'll have links to all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, The head, similar in morphology to an alligator head, can be seen moving through the water. So let's take a look at the video. All right. It's only 30 seconds long. Oh, yeah. there it is. Damn. Okay, that goes right into it. Yeah, That's just, something. Uh, to me, it kind of just looks like a floating branch, honestly. It could be. If it's got- It's moving pretty quick, you <sighs> know? And then, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's a good current in the water. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. The current's flowing towards the camera, at least in the second frame. Yeah, yeah. It, lo- you could, it looks like the current's coming in. Yeah, it wouldn't in. go to the side like that. So. Yeah, let's go back and look at it again. Yeah, it's so it looks weird, like, like puffs can you of something on the back. I can full screen it. Ooh, enhance. So, enhance. <laughs> and then start it again. Let's see. It looks like something weird it's, for sure. It's got these like, little tufts of things on well, the top that are like floppy. Yeah, I don't know. That's why it looks like a floating branch. Well, it, I mean, it might just be a fucking dirty beast too. You know, it might yeah. just have some shit on top of it, or it might just it might have access. It might be something underneath the surface that has it as attached, attached to that. Or those there are those birds that uh, clean the uh, surfacing crocodiles. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if those are here though. So. 
it's weird because yeah, it's weird because this is like the only thing is motion captured. I mean, that would have to be a really strong current for something to move that quick. Yeah. But the current's coming towards the screen, not yeah, yeah. left to right. So that's that's pretty interesting. That is interesting. Uh, moving on to UFO news, uh, and this is kind of political. Let's get a little political with it. Uh, Hillary Clinton is ready and willing to talk about UFOs on television. All right. All right. Let's do it then, Hill. All right. So this so is from her leaked emails. Uh, point for her. I love that picture of her. Uh, <laughs> that is great. <laughs> it's a picture of Hillary Clinton showcasing a UFO while holding a microphone. I want that as a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to make that a T-shirt. What, what would it say? Uh, nothing. Does it need <laughs> to say? Hillary. Oh <laughs> it says no! <laughs> I want the UFOs to be real. I'm calling. I'm I'm calling her lying Hillary for the next eight years for sure. Uh, it's, cheating Hillary. Yeah, maybe that too. It's not. I, I mean, I don't even hate her or anything. I just, you just want you just want a catchy name for her. Yeah, and I just I, I like to make fun of anybody who's the president. So that's the no Obama of 2017. Thanks, Obama. Oh bummer. Yeah. <laughs> It's not every day that a leading politician demonstrates any interest in UFOs and the possibility of alien visitors to Earth. Even more intriguing when that person happens to be the Democratic nominee for president. Hillary Clinton is definitely interested in UFOs, as is her campaign chairman, John Podesta. We saw more evidence in the WikiLeaks trove of alleged campaign emails. One hacked email in particular claims that Clinton was very disappointed when late-night host Jimmy Kimmel didn't ask her about UFOs last November. Be disappointed if Jimmy Kimmel didn't ask me about UFOs. Yeah, too. that's true. <laughs> Following Clinton's appearance on that show, Podesta emailed her deputy communications director, Christina Shackey, uh, to ask how the interview went. He didn't end up asking her about UFOs. She was very disappointed. Shakey responded. She practiced uh, UAPs for five minutes beforehand. I don't know what that is. Uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah. Oh, she. Oh, so she practiced talking about it for five minutes beforehand yeah. and mm-hmm. was disappointed when he didn't bring it up. Yeah, because that's, that's how, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's how she refers to them. She doesn't refer to them as UFOs. She use, she refers to them as UAPs, which is, I guess, because the connotation is slightly different, so it makes her seem less crazy if she yeah, talks about it. Yeah, I can it. see that. But uh, come on. That's smart. She is. She's always very concerned about her image. She's very concerned. But let's call a spade a spade. A UFO. Wow. A fucking UFO. What? That was racist. How is that racist? Spade is a term for African-American people. That's not racist. That's talking about a fucking card in a deck. If someone shows you a fucking... Is that what the phrase really means? I think so. Yes, Yeah. (laughs) How long have you been saying that out loud? And to who? (laughs) I swear my life, I thought that was like... You guys are fucking with me. (laughs) No, we're not actually. That, That is... A racial term. That's what that really means? Yes. I swear they're fucking... God damn it. I thought they were talking about fucking cards. I swear... <laughs> uh, that's so right. fucking embarrassing. Now that we're getting off topic. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it happens. Um, I've been saying that for so long. So, evidently Clinton knew the term and had even practiced talking about it before, not getting the chance to do so on Kimmel's 2015 show. But that was then. Fast forward to March 2016 when Clinton returned to talk with Kimmel. This time he uh, initiated a discussion about UFOs. Clinton didn't miss the chance to bring up the newer acronym UAP. The only problem, despite all that practicing four months earlier... Uh, was that she didn't quite get the term right. Again, it's unidentified aerial phenomenon. So she doesn't really know too much about 
Bill, I've heard Bill Clinton talk about UFOs on late night stuff too. He said he was hoping that there would be like some secret alien stuff that they would tell him about when he became president, and then and, and he that said they there didn't. wasn't. That's exactly what he should say. Yeah, that's what he would say. Yeah, if you're a president, I don't fucking believe you, asshole. Yeah, why do people's hair go white in two two seconds? They, no. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously though, they, have you seen all the pictures of like presidents before they get in office and then four years later they well, all age dramatically? They've all aged eight years at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are running the country. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Does, it's a little stressful to be dealing with all this UFO. Also, stuff. once you learn out learn about the lizard men, it's hard to not. To yeah, keep the no, color there of are your no hair. Aliens. It's only lizard men. Uh, in the same thread, uh, Tom DeLong, it was found in the WikiLeaks hacked emails that he had uh, actually emailed John Podesta about presenting him with evidence of UFOs. Hmm. Tom DeLong is uh, crazy about UFOs. Uh, he insists yeah. that they're real and that the government is covering it up, and he. He considers himself an expert, which is like I kind of you know wrote him off as soon as uh, Ariel was angels and airwaves. Angels and airwaves came out. I was like, uh, fuck this guy. If you listen, if you look at his lyrics, all of his songs are secretly well, about one UFOs. Of, no, one of my actually one of my favorite songs by Blink One Eighty Two on their self titled album that came out before Angels and Airwaves came out. Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically talking about him being in space and shit. Is all about. Aliens so he and got, shit. He made love to an alien. I don't think he talks about making <laughs> I love. Miss he, just, you. he talks about like being like lonely <laughs> and in space. I'm so sorry. But no, I when I you. when I read that Please he was like so into me. fucking aliens, like all right, I feel like I am 13 and listening to his music all over again. Yeah, <laughs> before it was shitty. Before it was shitty. Right. Um, Lauren. Uh, Lauren like found this story. I like this story. Uh, people with uh, rhesus negative blood may be aliens. Oh, yeah. Studies conducted on rhesus-negative blood types show that they are missing the rhesus factor, a protein substance present in the red blood cells of other humans. Theories suggest that people with uh, Rh-negative blood may be from outside this I world. I have O-negative blood. Is, is, that's not Rh-negative, though, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what negative means. Yeah. It's referring to the rhesus. Really? Yeah. yeah. Also, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Others suggest they are fallen angels from the heavens above, or they belong yeah. to an alien race from somewhere in the vast darkness of space. Both are correct. What is clear is that those that have, uh, those who have with a uh, rhesus Rh negative blood are different and unique. A person who has Rh negative O blood is able to serve as a donor to any person, regardless of their blood type. But if they need blood, only their own type will suffice. They represent 15% of the human race and are mostly from Northern Europe. Yeah, I have uh, O negative blood as well. It's it's a pretty big. So I was always a heavy heavy don heavy donator when I could, you know. Yeah. They but now I, I don't think. Blood. The last time I tried to donate blood, they wouldn't let me because I had been to Iraq. And you'd been to Iraq. Oh, but I think yeah. it's, it's, probably, it's probably enough time has passed now, though. I don't know. There are certain places that if you travel, they will not let you fucking donate blood. Yeah, the yeah. The last time I donated blood... They still don't let you donate blood if you have butt sex with your husband. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. The list of reasons why you can't donate blood is insane. Like last time I read it, I was like, "This shit." Some of them are ridiculous, and some of them are legit. Well, yeah, some of them were like, "Hey, have you been to Brazil this year? Because we don't want your dirty Zika blood." (laughs) If you're a a heroin user, that's that's pretty legit, actually. Uh, The uh, four common blood types of today include A, 
B, A, B, and O. The differences between each blood type is dependent on the proteins in the blood, but when it comes to Rh-negative blood types, which make up about 10 to 15% of the population, they don't have these proteins. The question is on the minds of scientists now is where this group of Rh-negative blood type people originates from. Looking back about 35,000 years, scientists believed the blood type is linked to a specific tribes and groups. Europeans have the greatest incidence of this blood type, but only 3% of African Americans have it, and only 1% of Asian people have it. So that's weird. If we're all from Africa, mm-hmm. then you why know, is why it so would, rare yeah, for Africans to have this type of blood? I don't necessarily believe that human life originated in Africa. That like, is up, Yeah, that is up for debate in my yeah. mind. But um, aren't, aren't black people... Isn't like B the the biggest in black people? I I'm think? not sure. I have no idea. Say. But uh, my blood type is B positive. So uh, some common really? yeah common uh, characteristics of people with this blood type include having a higher IQ, having a lower body temperature, and having more awareness physically and emotionally. Having red hair, being sensitive to heat, and having blue, green, or hazel colored eyes. I do fit into a lot of those. Yeah, you're you do you are an emotional crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're Red hair runs to in heat. my family. Red hair does run in your family. Uh, you, you you are hot and sweaty all the time. You have um, hazel colored eyes. Yeah, oh, I never know, knew that that was like a blood type thing. Yeah, this yeah. blood type is uh, shrouded in even more mystery when we look at pregnant women. Rh-negative women who become pregnant have difficulty delivering a baby with an Rh-positive blood type, as their bodies naturally attack and try to kill the fetus. Weird. Yeah. Thus, they are given a special sterilized solution, anti-D or R-H-O-D. Baby, what's your blood type? O positive. Okay. I can take pretty much whatever, but I can... Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I can only donate to O positive, but I can take whatever. Uh, why would a woman's body attack the offspring it's been helping give life to? This is where a relatively new theory comes in and suggests that it's possible alien life has influenced this blood type. What's even stranger is that almost every person who has reported being abducted by or interact with aliens has the RH negative blood type. Really? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's true. I can't I don't verify. I know that. where the sources are on that, but that would be interesting. Yeah, it's certainly very possible that aliens visited our planet as they've done for centuries and somehow tooled around with the genetics of mankind. After all, history from all over the world has shown time and time again through ancient texts and depictions uh, that we've been visited by beings not of this world. So that's interesting. Yeah. That it. Att- yeah, that it attacks uh, the fetus. I of- did not know that. Yeah, it's a lot of weird stuff about. Um, Negative blood. I type. mean, assuming all these facts that this guy has written on are, are yeah. true. <laughs> I think I had heard that before. To be fair, about that once. I have heard thing. about. I have heard that certain women do that, mm-hmm. or certain women's bodies do that. Uh, it's not like they're choosing. I would be fascinated to find out if there was a similarity in the blood type between all the people who have been abducted, though. Yeah, that that's kind of. I don't a think there's a good. Claim. I don't think there's a good uh, record keeping on blood types. Also, of alien I f- abduction yeah, also I feel like alien abduction people victims would be less likely to give out blood samples. That's true. Yeah. Uh, man records frightening alien sounds emanating from Rhode Island forests. Go. Let's go ahead and listen to this real quick. It's like this weird. It's like this weird whistling. It sounds like someone's playing a broken musical instrument. Actually, sounds like a wind chime. It kind of sounds like a pan flute. (laughs) Played badly. Yeah. 
Or just a badly made pan flute, like a homemade one. That's really weird because it sounds like it's really loud but really far away. That's... Yeah. Chris Simpkins was woken in his rural Rhode Island home by a frightening, mysterious noise coming from the forest. And he did the best thing possible. He recorded it. The short video clip, which was uploaded to YouTube on September 6th, shows an eerie dirt road leading into the woods where the strange buzzing sounds were coming from. Uh, For almost 20 minutes, Simpkins recorded the noises echoing from the woods, noting that not only was the wind quiet, but there were no uh, no trains or traffic sources anywhere nearby. In fact, you can even hear the sounds of crickets and frogs from the nearby woods. Simpkins was also quick to point out that having lived there for a year, he and his family had never heard anything that sounded anything like that with the eerie droning. So here's the... He recorded it again. It sounds almost electronic in this one. Yeah, it's reverberating really weird. Or it could just be echoing off trees and shit. Yeah. What makes the situation even stranger is that the only thing of interest in the general direction of the noise is a large AM radio tower. Many expert commenters were quick to point out that AM radios and their towers are not known to make these noi- make noises anything like the one recorded in the video. For the most part, many listeners were stumped as to what could possibly be making a sound like that. Uh, but all of them agreed it's downright scary. As expected, many were quick to jump to the conclusion that the sounds had to be coming from some kind of alien source, or if not aliens, then they were somehow connected to the recent boom sounds recorded in Ontario, Canada. I don't know why you have to immediately jump to aliens. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. It's like, it, so this is just like a different kind of sky sound, it seems. It's some sort of weird noise, but I don't see what makes this more likely to be alien than it makes it to be some other supernatural entity. Yeah, like a fawn. Like a fawn. That's kind of where I went to, more classical with it. This is a fawn that never learned how to play the pan flute. Yeah, just a real dumb <laughs> fawn. Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, fears of apocalyptic eruption at Yellowstone amid increased US UFO activity. I thought there was always fears of that. No, this is overdue. The the uh, Basically, Yellowstone is a super volcano, and uh, it's supposed to erupt every, I don't know, I'm sure it says like in here someplace. Ten minutes or something like that would. No, it does. I mean, there's, there's it, it erupts like fully, you know, like with lava and basically destroys yeah. half the world like every five hundred thousand well, years it's supposed or something. To take like it's supposed to take out like the entire west coast if it erupts or something. It like would that. take out pretty much all of North America, I think. Uh, UFO and alien hunters have seen an uptick in alien activity around Yellowstone National Park, which is in fact an active supervolcano. Alien crafts have been monitored uh, flying over Yellowstone geysers, indicating that the supervolcano is being monitored for an imminent eruption. Alien voca- volcanologists, is that a thing? Alien? Volcanologists, I guess. I mean, why not? Uh, may know more about their human counterparts and may have already determined that the supervolcano is about to erupt. There are rumors that a clandestine group linked to the Illuminati is also planning to set off a false flag-induced eruption at Yellowstone. An eruption at Yellowstone supervolcano is overdue, and when it occurs, it could destroy all life in North America and usher in a new ice age. We're going a little bit off the rails no, here with the Illuminati, Illuminati false flag. They're operation. gonna they're gonna stick a bunch of sticks of dynamite down 
uh, Old Faithful, <laughs> and they're gonna uh, light they them got, off. They rip, they're ripping off Wiley Coyote. It's like putting an M80 in a toilet. Yeah, you know, same thing. You put like a big yeah. bomb. It's in- what Wiley Coyote did to get that blasted Roadrunner. Yeah, no, this sounds crazy. I mean, this, I mean, this thing uh, could definitely go off at any time. But it, I do find it, it. I I think the first theory makes more sense. If if UFOs, if aliens are just studying our natural world, yeah, then a super volcano erupting would is such a rare event that it would definitely attract oh, yeah. scientists from other races. Yeah, if I was an alien, I'd wait <laughs> and around then for also that. Also, kill us all. Yeah, well, if it killed us all, I mean, maybe they don't care, you know? They may not. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying it's a bad idea. Yeah, what? To uh, erupt it on purpose? Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. To blow Definitely, up a volcano Jared. just on the off chance aliens might stop by. No, I don't know. That's not what they're saying. I think they're, I think there's, I don't know why they're saying it's a false flag Illuminati operation, but. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where did they get that from? The Illuminati would, wouldn't be trying oh. to attract aliens. They would be trying to lower the population. I, I guess we just won't know the reasonings behind alien volcanologists, you know? Yeah, we'll not have yet. to ask them next time we get abducted. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I get abducted tonight. Ooh. What would you do if you woke up in the middle of the night and Mike was being abducted? Would you help him? Like, how abducted was he? Like, like aliens abducted. Like, he's just like, levitating he's down levitating the hallway. Down the there's, there's two thin gray men picking him up and carrying him out. <laughs> They're carrying him out by his arms. They yeah. don't have any technology. No, he's just wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> he's still asleep. I don't even know. I you, feel like... You'd be upset they didn't take you. What if you woke up and the it's one just walked over to you and was like, it's okay, it's blood. okay, and then just wrapped you back up in the blankets and then walked out? And well, you. I mean, a lot of and times... Then he got, and then he got his first boner. To, to take this seriously where you guys are not, <laughs> a lot of times when people do deal with aliens and they are frightened, they do report the fact that they're oddly calmed by some weird Oh, some weird feeling. force, yeah. yeah so you'd probably just be calm. I'd probably just be calmed. Stay calm. It's a calm ray. No, <laughs> usually they, they like communicate telepathically and then the person uh, says that they experience this feeling of like absolute calm and they don't know why well they're just trying to take me back I, because I'm one of them yeah Mike, Mike has negative blood yeah that's true he's, he's negative, negative blood. for Reese's negative blood yeah, so it, no the, Reese's pieces in his blood moving on to the paranormal <gasps> uh, that's why E.T. liked them yeah he's into the Reese's because he didn't have any Reese's yeah he Jesus. needed them <laughs> terrifying moment that a corpse of a child saint who died 300 years ago suddenly opens her eyes. Now, this is very This is a nightmare freaky. fuel. This child saint died 300 years ago. Uh, tourists were visiting the cathedral in Guadalajara in Jalisco. Jalisco in Mexico, where the preserved remains of Santa in- Innocencia, Saint, yeah. saint Innocence, a little girl... Uh, they're encased in glass. Uh, one visitor was filming the tour of the holy building on his camera when he captured the moment she appears to open her eyelids. Now, Lauren, describe what this uh, saint child looks like. Again. I'm not. No, I'm not. No. The frightening footage was posted on YouTube, this where it has been viewed nearly a million times. So you guys want to see it? Yeah. yeah. See Let's this? watch it again. Yeah. I, um, Earlier, Lauren said that full it screen looked it? like one of those uh, closy eyes dolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, what do you think? Like churches in Mexico are just so. This- the skin looks really like plastic. Well, it's, it's mummified. Yeah, she's preserved. So let's all right. Take, let's watch this again. I can't even share this episode. So you can see. Oh, I don't like being. This yeah, close. the guy's like he's like looking around. And then the eyes, ah, ah. I don't like that. Oh, and then it closed the eyes right away. Man, that is kind of freaky. Also, okay, okay. So since Jared brought it up, check yeah. this out. You can't mummify organs. You can't mummify eyeballs. And those are definitely eyeballs in there. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
No, so I mean, they, I mean, those they could, would be reduced to goop. They could put glass eyes inside oh, of a corpse. Can you unpause it? With I don't like. It's her. just she's looking, looking right at, at me. Yeah, it's all zoomed <laughs> in, and it's, it's like really fucking with me. Like she's just looking at she's me. She's actually played open. Again. Like you talking more shit. Uh, it's like, are you calling me a sleepy eye doll, bitch? Ah! Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Those seem like eyeballs, but I mean, it seemed like they, could they just moved be glass. too. Actually, they could just be glass yeah, eyes. Real, yeah. It looked like the eyes actually moved when Fucking she opened them. So it could be just an actor. Oh, just pay a see, it looks like they moved to put on some face makeup and lay there all day. And oh, that would be really. That would be even weirder. Yeah, then heard some noise and was like, "What was that?" Oh, shit. Close my eyes. <laughs> That's a sweet gig, though. Probably get paid. Just get to lay around at least a hundred pesos a day. That's definitely creepy. You guys should check this out in the show notes. Show notes. And uh, before we move on to our break and talking about the history of Halloween, let's talk about a uh, picture: a ghost of young boy captured peeking from tree in St. Augustine, Florida. Peeking. Let me. Throw this up on the screen for you guys. Sometimes ghosts show up in the strangest places. They walk upstairs that no oh, longer well, that's exist. A creepy looking thing. Disappear through walls, and occasionally they even appear in trees. That's where a group of tourists spotted a lingering spirit in a St. Augustine cemetery, and they managed to snap a pretty spooky photo of the phantom. Oh my god! Uh, this is actually a common ghost that is uh, that is spotted in. Um, the St. Augustine Cemetery all the time. Not a lot of pictures, but uh, I have actually seen the ghost of a child in this very cemetery. What? Yeah, on a ghost tour. Now, does this Oh, not- is this the one that, with the shat- all the fucking crazy shadows that you walk past on the ghost tour? Mm-hmm. It's got yeah. like the big iron gates. Oh, I want to go yeah, on yeah. I think tour. I've seen I've This seen is a that very before. creepy cemetery. It's very old. Before we go any further, does this not look like the fucking spirits from uh, from uh, Princess Mononoke? It does, I, he does kind of look like that. It looks just fucking like them with the big head and the tiny little body yeah so he said he was on one of the haunted tours as you do in St. Augustine there's a bunch of them and they all kind of go to the same places uh their guide told them a story. It happened two weeks prior to my girlfriend and I taking this tour. All other tours were booked except for his. He took us to Tomato Cemetery and started telling us about how in the old days people would be buried alive. And I was just going through some dark history of the town. So apparently a girl who was 11 years old, if I'm not mistaken, she was taking pictures of the cemetery after the guide told him how a five-year-old James P. Morgan had died and haunted the cemetery. That is not the name of a five-year-old. <laughs> back in, That's back a lawyer. A hundred years ago. Know, th- that's what people name their kids. Back yeah, in my like day, Miles children August were named as adults. Yeah. And we buried them alive. Children were named the same as adults, Jared? Is that yeah. what happened? Back in my day, they yeah. were. Uh, okay. his, his grave in the cemetery is actually next to the tree. You know what I so mean, So the little Michael. girl managed to capture two strange pictures. He says my they're genuine, pants. and I'm not an expert in the field of photography, but they certainly look interesting. Maybe you guys have come across this already. Maybe not. Uh, so yeah, that's a... There's another Where did, picture. Where's the ghost in this picture? It's right he's, oh, he's. Where is he? Right here? No, he's up higher. He's that. up here. Right. I can't see. see a little notch in the tree? You're, you're pointing at a screen that John can't see. God damn it. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Up by Which the, quadrant of the photo is he in? <laughs> the third, the third, the top third. <laughs> oh, my God. The top third. Okay. Top see, I see, top. see where I see the second now. fucking notch? There yeah. it is. Yeah, there it is. That's just far away, yeah. Oh, There's okay. a zoomed in picture. That does look pretty freaky. Damn, that is freakish. That, that kid looks like a James P. Morgan, too. He does. Jesus shit. Yeah. 
No, we should uh, definitely go and uh, take the St. Augustine, one of the ghost tours. We that should would be do so that. much fun. Yeah. It, it, it's actually a really cool place to go. There's a lot of, a lot. I mean, it's the oldest city in the United States of America. Yeah, so. there's lots of great, and there's ghost, there's like hundreds of ghost tours there. Yeah, so there's all kinds of like the, some of the most haunted, the most haunted lighthouses in St. Augustine. Well, that's cool. Mike there's couldn't do that. haunted fort in St. Augustine. All kinds of crap. I've been to the haunted fort only during the day, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we got to check that out. Uh, right now, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and uh, have a good discussion about Halloween. We'll be right back. Eve, and it's all, it's the night before All Saints Day, correct? Correct. Now, now this is this is sort of your religion, right? Are you going to do any any sort of religious practice on All Hallows Eve this year? Uh, on yeah, well, uh, yeah, because it's on a Monday, so I don't have any bullshit to happen that's going to get in my way. So I, I could actually be home and do it's my like shit this right year. evil, right there. You're like, there's no bullshit to get out of, out of my way. This year, I will have year. vengeance. <laughs> I might. I just fucking... So, so what exactly are you going to do? Uh, well, it's it's actually pretty boring in comparison. I'm basically just going to sit in a dark room, stand in front of a mirror, and see if some shit pops up. That's literally, That's like, not, the long and short of it. There's not, like, there's no ceremony that you're going to well, do? Well, no, I mean, you know, there's always... There's a typical, like, you know, you got to cleanse your space and call whatever entities that you want to work with into the space and... The whole idea is that with Halloween and particularly harking back to like the Irish Samhain and that sort of thing, it's all about the veil between our world and the next world kind of thinning and there being, you know, some ability to move through it on both sides. <laughs> or to communicate through it. Or to it. communicate. So yeah, uh, it's it's supposed supposedly the, the night the night of the dead, right? It's yeah. Like the, where the veil between living and dead is at its thinnest. Exactly. So, uh, for people of a um, of a witchy sort, it's a good night for like divination and that sort of thing. So, especially like scrying, which is either taking like a, a bowl of water and looking at that reflective surface, or um, People who think of crystal balls, basically what's going on is scrying there. You're looking inside of it and trying to see if you can see something unusual in there. Um, I'll be using a mirror. I was hoping you were going to say there was like some weird naked lady witch dance. I mean, I can do that if I want to like raise energy or whatever. Mm, that's cover yourself in blood. That's always a possibility. Uh, not really the cover. I mean, I'm sure some people might do that, but I don't. Raise more than energy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I keep coughing in the fucking microphone because I inhaled a piece of pizza a second ago. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and then it's just basically lighting some candles, some incense, clearing the space, calling whatever I want to work within, and then waiting to see if someone wants to communicate with me. Um, I am thinking about doing a dumb supper this year, which is a pretty 
common practice. Oh, I think you mentioned this in the last episode, maybe. Did I? Or maybe you just mentioned it to me in private. But go ahead, go ahead and talk about it anyway. Uh, a dumb supper is a really cool idea for me, and if not this year, then one year I'm going to do it. And basically, you set the table as you would a regular dinner. Oh, no, I read about it in this article here. Oh, okay. Uh, Basically, you set the table as you would a regular dinner. Um, (coughs) You can have multiple people there. You don't have to really do much of a ritual to get it started. It's literally just sitting down for dinner in the dark. It's like a tea party. Basically. Ghost tea party. A tea party with ghosts. So you sit down with whoever you want to sit down with as long as you have uh, an extra chair and an extra placement and fork and silverware, everything there for an empty place and you serve that place as if there's someone sitting there and eating and it's just kind of opening up the space to whatever entity wants to join you at that point so but you don't break the rules of hospitality if you join a dumb supper well you're well the rules of hospitality with a dumb supper is that you shut the fuck up yeah like there's no speaking during a dumb supper it's that's why it's called a dumb supper and you don't say anything and what's the reason for that it's just if there is something that wants to join you, you kind of want to keep shit quiet so that maybe you can hear them. Is the entity allowed? So the entity is allowed to talk if it wants. Yeah. Okay. The entity can do whatever it wants as long so as thought, it doesn't oh, no, fuck with Yeah, you. for a second I thought it was just like like a ghost would come but then wouldn't say anything. Yeah, so also. you don't know, they know if they, they were there. Quiet. Yeah, no, they're being polite too. No, I'm, I'm sure the ghost can say whatever the fuck the ghost wants to as long as it's not mean. Um, so yeah. yeah, some of the uh, Samhain rituals... Um, Celebrating the end of harvest, mm-hmm. uh, ritual for animals, honoring the ancestors, holding a seance, host a dumb supper, honor the god and goddess, celebrating the cycle of life and death, death and ancestor meditation. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, Samhain is the end of the year. It's basically a witch's new year or... Um, in it's old the end of harvest. The, yeah. the harvest is done, and now it's time to so let the animals the, graze. Exactly. So it's, it's the end of the year, the end of working. Um, so they just kind of go, okay, well, all of our work's done. We're going to start the new year. So at this point, like the ancestors... So they ancestors, have a bonfire and yeah, a party. And you celebrate. Well, yeah, because it's, it's the beginning bit, of winter, too, so you can't really you do can't much. You can't do much more. It's not so much of a party. The, the party... Uh, happened about. Well, you got a party because like half the tribe's gonna die in the winter anyway. They, yeah. I mean, so. there's, there's some s- semblance of a party. It's not as big of a party as say the the parties that they have over in um, April and May where they're celebrating fertility and that. Right. Sort of thing. That's more important. That's right? well, it's not more important. It's actually the balance of the year. So you have your basically of your your uh, life and death. So you have Beltane at one part of the year, which is in May and uh, April, end of April, and then you have Samhain on the opposite end of the spectrum. Was, which is of death, and that's the cycle that we go through. Okay. Um, and so at this point, we're dealing with death. We're, we're dealing with the end of the harvest. Uh, the and end that's of, why you would <clears throat> honor your ancestors. Exactly. And because the veil is so thin, or seemingly so thin, that there might be the possibility that you can communicate with your ancestors as well. So that's why it's, it's very ancestor-heavy um, for this holiday. Okay. Um, so how would you do, like, an ancestor meditation? Is this where you try to talk to your ancestors? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this is actually a pretty common practice, not just in Ireland and Europe, but all over the world. I mean, in um, <clears throat> Mexico... I love this. I don't even need this article. I'll just let you talk. Yeah. In Mexico, they have the Day of the Dead Festival, which is November 1st, November 2nd, which is right in that right. three-day Which spectrum. is also All Saints Day. Exactly. Uh, 
And the idea for that and what a lot of other people do is they kind of build memoriams to dead ancestors. Okay. Usually they wait about, say you've had an ancestor that passed this year. That's you wouldn't what, really make a memoriam for them until next year. Yeah, that's why I really like Latin American Catholicism because they mix all the magic stuff in with the Catholicism. Yeah, there's there's still mystery and uh, excitement in it, which is kind of fun. Yeah, so they build like shrines to their ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. And you would do basically the same thing. Yeah, pagans would do the same thing as far as an- honoring their ancestors. Right. Uh, in the past, I've had little. Um, Basically, I've, I've built up a little box with. I had my grandfather's uh, pocket knife in there. I had a couple other items that were his. Uh, I had a candle dedicated to him, and then I also offered um, a cigar because because he liked to chew on cigars in life. Oh, and okay. The dead are just known to like cigars in general. Um, I have heard that. Yeah, ghosts like the smell liquor. of tobacco. Tobacco. Tobacco, liquor, and water are the, and something sweet are the things that you should offer the dead. These are some demanding ghosts. Well, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of cultures think that uh, being dead is a very thirsty experience. Oh, and, so they need some water yeah, and they need some beer. Yeah, bland. Uh, especially, like, that's why you see in a lot of Day of the Dead rituals, water is always offered. Uh, sweets are heavy in that Yeah, and everybody, everybody's smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have noticed that. And that's big in I always, wa- I always wonder why everybody was smoking. Yeah, smoking's just a big thing. Because uh, the theory is that in death, you don't get the libations and the celebrations and the vivacity that is in life. Okay. So you, uh, because they're able to visit us once again, you can kind of offer them a taste of the excitement of living. And they can living. join in the celebration mm-hmm. for a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about the tr- uh, transition to All Saints Day. Uh, th- uh, around the 8th century or so, the Catholic Church decided to use November 1st as All Saints Day. This was actually a pretty smart move on their part. Uh, the local pagans were already celebrating that anyway. So the Catholic Church has done this with like most pagan holidays. Yeah, well, they did it with Christmas. One. Christmas, Easter. All the big ones. All the big ones are at the same time. Exactly. Like It's really funny because for me, you know, and a lot of uh, pagans in general have an issue with talking about celebrating their holidays, getting time off for their holidays, all this sort of stuff. They don't want to tell their bosses this because you really don't want the stink eye while you're at work. Right, right. Which you sh- I mean, in my opinion, that shouldn't be an issue, but people are fucking stupid. Well, so a lot it is. Of, well, a lot of businesses now, it's just you're just saying, I take a personal day. Exactly. And but the that cool means thing, don't fucking ask me. Exactly. <laughs> but the cool thing about it is, is that a lot of our holidays actually align really well with Christian holidays. Because they kind of usurped those holidays so that they could exactly. take away from the popularity of the of the pagan holidays. And make it easier for them to accept Christianity. Yeah, to bring them into the fold. So for Halloween, they wanted something to take the place of Samhain, of Hollow Mass. They wanted to... Explain Hollow Mass real quick. It's, a bas- it's basically the same thing. It's just another name for it. Oh, it's, okay. It's not it, too different. Um they just they they took those ideas and they said okay we need to come up with something to compete with that because if people are out so instead of ancestor worship you are praising the saints, all the saints all the dead saints so they're still dead people you're still dealing with dead people it's just they're elevated to sainthood right uh, and like it's that little girl who opened fun. her eyes exactly uh, the <laughs> That that little girl, yes. Ugh, I'm God. gonna send you that picture. I <laughs> at like 3 a.m. She stared at me too much for me to ever forget. <laughs> I'll be thinking about her for a while. 
Never forget, Imam. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the the transition from pagan holiday to current Halloween. Like, how how did that come about? It's just old uh, old traditions and stuff stick around. Like, no matter what the big religion is, like there are certain folklore and tales that just kind of stick with us. Because at the end of the day, some of them are just downright fun. Like the jack o' lantern is such a iconic part of Halloween. Yeah, why is that? Well, it didn't start that way. With the jack o' lantern, it used to be an old folk tale that probably came about somewhat before uh, All Saints Day. But the the story that we have to this day has a bit of a Christian connotation to it. Still. Okay. So basically, uh, there's this guy Jack, and there's a bunch of reasons why he's basically an asshole in this story but he's known to be a liar and a cheat and okay he likes to gamble a lot gambling is his big deal that's what he likes to do he's like you know the asshole friend that everybody has yeah like david he- <laughs> david loves to gamble uh, that's true no i don't think not to the david's extent. not a trickster spirit yeah though. david's not a trickster this guy is like he's a trickster like he likes to get one in that's this guy right like he gra- he grabs pussies without permission. He might. Oh, he might. <laughs> he he will he will fuck with anyone with a bandit. Donald Trump could be pass for a jack o' lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You just we should just stick a flame and he does like inside gamble. of him. And he does like to gamble with other like. people's money. Oh my god. What if he is jack o' lantern? He does own several casinos. That's yeah. kind of the height of loving to gamble. Yeah. Yeah. What if he is jack o' lantern? <laughs> I don't think the guy's name was. No, that was with Irish. <laughs> Jack. Ja- oh, oh my God, Jack. Oh, uh, there's a long, there's a long line of uh, proud O lanterns <laughs> in Ireland. Not ever since he became a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they actually can't... very ashamed. Oh, so finish the story. I'm Anyways, sorry. so but he's he's a he's an asshole. So he's tricked everyone, and at one point, and there are a bunch of different. You know, stories where they give different reasons, but the long and short of it is, is that at one point he manages to trick the devil into a tree made of a sacred sacred wood, and okay. so trap. Uh, no, it wasn't holly. Holly has to do with um, not necessary. Holly's very different. There's a lot of different folklore about holly. We can go into holly around Christmas time. Anyways, so uh, I think it was. I can't remember the type of tree. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the wrong reason. Anyways, okay. he's up in this sacred wood tree, uh, and then he tells the devil, "I will let you out of the tree if you promise not to take my soul at death." And okay. so, the, and so the devil says, "Okay, of course, I swear not to take your soul at death." So jack o' lantern and devil part. Uh, he lives his life. Eventually, he dies, and he goes up. And this is where it gets you know he goes up to the gates of Saint Peter in the most common story and St. Peter's like um, no motherfucker you can't come up here yeah you're never allowed to make a deal with the devil in Christianity yeah no matter it what the matter. reason it's like but even if he had, hadn't have made a, de- a deal with the devil <clears throat> he was such a dick he was such a dick right that he wasn't gonna get up there anyways and so he's then uh, stuck down on earth in the darkness with all of the uh, spooky and evil spirits that are about Spooky. Spooky. And uh, the only thing that could keep all of the spooky spirits and all the darkness away from him, uh, his favorite... Lights his face on fire. Well, he lights his, no, he doesn't <laughs> light his face. In, in life, his favorite thing, he loved to eat turnips. Okay, so he grabs weird. Yeah, so he grabs a turnip, he hollows it out with a face. You know, I don't think I've ever had a term, turnip. I, have. I used to love turnips. They're good. Actually. I don't think I've ever had one. We'll have them sometime. Okay. We'll make turnips. We're going to have them for dumb supper. 
Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. He uh, he picks up the turnip, he hauls it out, he puts a light inside of it, and that's the only thing that can guide him through the endless darkness of oh, his existence. Okay. And so, in Ireland, the jack-o'-lantern started out as a turnip. They carved turnips. When the Irish came over to America, pumpkins were more prevalent. Okay. And so they used them instead, and that's how we have the jack-o'-lantern as it is now. Yeah, I can't imagine it being as cool as a turnip. Have you seen pictures of turnips as jack-o'-lanterns? No, I've never seen They're it. scary as fuck. Okay, so I'll, they I'll pull one up for you. So they're actually creepy? Yeah, they're real. They're way creepier. Like jack-o'-lanterns are actually cute in comparison. I mean, I think they're cute in general, but I think compared to the two, turnips are much creepier. Like I thought about actually doing some. I this thought year. they were small things. I didn't think they you are could... small. They're about a uh, Look at these motherfuckers. Oh, I thought they were smaller than they're that. They're like two apples maybe inside. Oh yeah, those are creepier. Yeah, yeah those are not cute. Like I mean yeah. some of <laughs> some of them are, but <clears throat> those are weird. It's I'm gonna the, have to link to pictures of some of the yeah, show notes. The color and the shape of them are a little spookier than a, a happy orange. Yeah, see look pumpkin. how big this turnip is this guy's holding. Like it's pretty damn big. Yeah, okay, that's weird. <clears throat> so that's that's my favorite. Like when I was little I used to be obsessed with the history of Halloween books. Like they used to keep them in the library oh, okay. Halloween. And that was my favorite why do we do this story? Why do we do this weird shit? Yeah. <laughs> um Let's see. What else do I want to ask you about the history of Halloween? Oh, um, and uh, at a certain point, uh, Christianity kind of like uh, turned their back on on Halloween. Now it's like considered like Devil's Night. And well, Devil's Night is actually the t- is traditionally the night before oh, okay. Halloween. Devil's Night is um, the night of mischief. Like there are certain, um, especially in the. Well, I mean, at a, cer- at a certain point, Hall- uh, yeah, Halloween itself was the the night where all the pranks were happening. Ye- Lots of vandalism and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but in America um, and in <clears throat> Eastern Amer- Eastern America, like uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, the sort of southern states that aren't quite southern, but they're kind of like up in the Appalachian Mountains, that area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Devil's Night is actually a big deal. Uh, it's also <clears throat> called Corn Night. Uh, and it's the night. That sounds, yep, that sounds like a midwestern came up. With, mis- midwesterner came up with that name. <laughs> it sounds like midwesterner, but it's more. Corn night. It's more Appalachian. Okay. And uh, if if like evil is to be afoot, or like something bad's gonna happen, it actually happens on corn night, and they actually <coughs> leave little bits of dried corn on their doorsteps as protection on that night. Okay. Um, That's kind of where the tr- whole trick or treat thing came from too. Maybe it's part part. And well, parcel but, but of I read it. I read earlier today that uh, yeah the the origin of trick or treat was that there was so much vandalism going on at one point. Mm-hmm. On I believe that that they offered you know like treats to people like hey don't here fuck I'll up give my you house. some fucking candy if you don't fuck with my yeah. house. yeah <laughs> oh, that's funny I like that yeah so then the this saying trick or treat means like hey bring some candy or some apples or something out or I'm gonna take a shit in your bushes. Yeah. Let me I say, don't think I ever you want the that. trick, or you want you want to give me a treat? Yeah, exactly. I, I like yeah. the, uh, the even though nobody, you know, it's it's just a bluff now. Yeah, yeah. no, well, most people take it to mean you play, you give me candy, or, or play a trick you on give me, me. Yeah, but it's actually you give me candy, or I will do something to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more of a ransom note than yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's no, more, it's blackmail. Yeah, yeah, it's blackmail. It's like yeah, I'm I'm going to throw toilet paper all over your entire house unless you give me a Snickers bar. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. no, like, would you throw toilet paper on someone's house if they had full-on Snickers bars? Oh, yeah, there? definitely. If they're not sharing. 
I mean, no, if they if they had them, they were just giving them out. Oh, oh no, no, no way. Yeah. They're like, good. Those guys are cool. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like they're giving you like the full candy bars and shit. None of this <laughs> I, bullshit. I'd even be like, hey, who do you hate? Yeah, yeah. who do you? <laughs> I'll, I'll murder them for you. <laughs> uh, I found is real. I found some interesting stories from uh, this uh, evangelical Christian website. Oh, boy. Don't be fooled by what appears to be just a bit of harmless fun. The truth about Halloween. Bold. Many superstitions and symbols are connected with Halloween. Uh, Long before the advent of Christianity in Europe, the belief in witches, sorcerers, and magic was widespread. A worship of fertility was the main object of these early religious and mystical practices. As we just talked about, that's not correct. Uh, (laughs) From about 1500 BC, the much feared Druids, the much feared Druids, feared Druids. <laughs> were in power in Western Europe. This was a sect of priests, both male and female. Their cruelty and barbarity in the kind and in, in the kind of magic they practiced far outweighed their scholarship. People were used as sacrifices and were flogged, tortured, and sexually molested before they were killed by having their hearts torn out while they were still alive. Their sexual organs were cut off and conserved to be used in black masses. Sometimes they were skinned, and the skin was used in different rites. The Druids taught that on Halloween, ghost spirits, fairies, witches, and elves came out to harm people. From this terrible satanic religion comes the use of witches, ghosts, and cats in today's celebration of Halloween. And cats. And cats, I guess. The Druids had an autumn festival called Samhain, which marked the end of the summer. It was a fertility festival thanking the spirits, demons, or for the, for crops that year. During the night, black masses were conducted. The custom of using leaves, pumpkins, and corn stalks as Halloween decorations came from this Druid festival. In 700 AD, the Roman Catholic Church made November 1st All Saints Day, and the old pagan customs and the Christian Feast day were combined into the Halloween festival and became because the people refused to uh, leave the old customs. Well, that's so this about is, the only thing they've gotten right. So yeah. Far. No. <laughs> uh, so here's a story. A 16 year old girl. Well, this is a 16 year old quarrel, but I think they meant to put a G there. Yeah. 16-year-old girl was taken to a Sacramento hospital in 1988 where she was treated for severe mental disturbance. She formerly was able to paint beautiful oil paintings of nature and animals, but now all she could paint were hideous winged demons that drank blood from chalices and wore earrings of upside-down crucifixes. The sign of the Antichrist. This information was released by her mother to the Roseville Tribune in order to warn other parents that children and children that as to what can happen to a child or adult who plays with the occult. This girl had undergone treatment in the hospital for almost one year, yet there was no sign of recovery. <coughs> as a freshman, the girl was an honor student at Placer High School in Auburn and did not seem to have any friends who were into the occult. Her mother discovered the dark side in her daughter's character one night when, for no reason, she pulled out a knife and said that she was going to kill her mother. I'm sure her mom didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. (laughs) In the discussion that followed, the daughter admitted to the regular taking of drugs, but none by injection. The girl developed a taste for uh, uh, funeral-type music. As the the girl's mind began to further uh, deteriorate, she would spit at her mother, hiss, roll her eyes, and chant in Latin. Upon searching her room, the mother found the satanic Bible, ritualistic black candles, bells, a Ouija board, and drug paraphernalia under the daughter's bed. The girl boasted of weird, perverted sex acts with members of the coven. Uh, They needed energy flow to meet the master, but she wouldn't say who they were or where they met. The mother also said that recently her six-year-old daughter had told her that the older daughter had used knives to sacrifice cats and dogs on the kitchen floor. 
The mother is a single parent and works outside the home. The older girl had also confided to a relative that she would consider sacrificing a small child as part of a satanic ritual, even her own sister, because she has no personality. She is not old enough. That's fair. To be fair, her own sister kind of sounds like a bitch. (laughs) The older girl began reading at the age of two and started by reading her mother's Stephen King books. Ooh. Oh, yep. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. (laughs) She also once told her mother that uh, there are only three ways out of devil worship. Suicide, being killed by another devil worshiper, or becoming insane. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. So her mother basically says, all right, you're damned. The only way that this can work out um, I think you're going to need to kill yourself. Great parenting. Or be insane. Or be insane. Or find, get another devil worshiper to kill you for some reason. Oh, all right, continue. I'm it sorry, is so that sad that the mother of this mentally sick girl does not know Jesus and his power to set someone free from demon possession, oh which is what has happened to this very unhappy 16-year-old girl. The tragedy is that she is not alone. Every Halloween... Thousands of young children are introduced to the occult by their parents, church, school, and others. Oh, so. oh! Read the next underlined sentence. Yeah, I'll, ne- I'll read the next headline, but I don't. I, I don't think we have time to go into this one, even though it's. I'm sure it's 100% factual. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens may be linked to gay cult ritual murder near Bay. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. More than a dozen people may be linked to a homosexual satanic cult believed responsible for the mutilation murder of of a transient, police said Tuesday. We've been told all along that this is not just a couple of people, said Homicide Inspector Earl Sanders. We have a lot of names. we got more than a dozen names. (laughs) Literally every fag in the county. (laughs) Every fag in the county worships Satan. Oh, my God. And we're going to beat the shit out of them. (laughs) This is... This is a great site. Is, I'm going to look at this site later on. Oh, I'm sure there's all kinds of really cool Send stuff on here. Send me the link to that yeah, site. Yeah, no, be, this the link will be in the show notes. Oh, my God. No, this is actually interesting because the, the, you know that there are churches that do hell houses every year, right? Yeah, I've been to some of them. You've been to a hell house before? Yeah. What's a, what? hell, what's a hell house? A hell house, they're, um, they're haunted houses for Christians. So basically... From I've never been in. Some one. of them are actually decent, like quality wise. I'm not, no, but not thematically wise. Thematically, they're. Fucking we'll just explain ho- what it is. Okay, so basically, what they do is instead of like the horrors of ghosts and axe murders and zombies shit and zombies, and shit like that. your typical house uh, haunted house fair, they uh, they do a little bit of a different take and they take you to through the horrors of a godless life, which usually involves oh, late term abortions. I, I have heard of this. So they yeah. show like filthy abortions. They show oh, gross yeah. abortions. They they show ooh gay marriage. They show, uh, they show drug guys, use. There's just two two of the two of the preachers are sucking each other's. Dicks. Like, look what could happen. Look how this, horrible this is. This could happen. And in this to room, you. we see a woman voting. <laughs> <laughs> look how she can't make up her mind. <laughs> no, it's it's that insane. It like Jared jokes, but I wouldn't be fucking shocked see what if that was part has of it. Roth. It's <laughs> glasses. <laughs> science. And so there's a whole room. It's just. People's if God doing science. sent you to see, he would have given you perfect vision. <laughs> this is God. So, have plan. you ever been to one of these? Hell, no way. Oh, I want to go. Lauren can't go in churches; she'll just burst. I went. Flames. I went. To I used to be paid to sing in church. That's where the beautiful I irony went to one is. Before it wasn't. It wasn't like that bad. It was more like 
here's what awaits you kind of thing. Oh, it was like oh, hell? Oh, that's part of them, too. Like, some of them will actually show you what yeah, hell is that's like. All that's that kind of cool. You have, like, devils jumping out at you yeah. and stuff. But that's after you go through all I'm of the, the devil. Acts. Worship yeah. me and get free Snickers. <laughs> that doesn't sound like too bad of a deal. Psych! <laughs> <laughs> They were peanut There's free. just two dildos ah. on his head for horns. Yeah. <laughs> Psych! They were snowballs. Oh. No! They were mounds the whole time. Oh, God. That is hell for me. All right. Almond yeah. Joy. Uh, speaking of uh, evangelicals, before we change topics, uh, did you guys hear that Jack Chick died? Yes, I did. The what? Jack Chick. He's the. I don't uh, know who that the, is. Uh, he's the, the guy who did the famous Chick Tracks. He did all those uh, comics. The Dungeons that, and Dragons make yeah. you go to hell comics. Oh, yeah. Okay. All the evangelical, like. The dark Dungeons. That's yeah, called. dark darkest dungeon or I remember seeing that video. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's the guy that did all the the silly cartoons trying to tell people about the evils of things they enjoy. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> that, that weren't God. Yeah, you should look at some of them. They're hilarious. Yeah, well, I have to check that out. Um, uh, let's do a scary story before we get out of here. Ooh. Sound cool? Uh, some people believe that October thirty first. Halloween or All Hallows Eve is a time when the space that separates our reality from the dimension of ghosts and the supernatural is at its thinnest. I've seen several movies that say so. Uh, Can this explain what happened to Anne and her friend on Halloween night almost 40 years ago? Today, four decades later, Anne can recall that night of terror as if it happened yesterday. This is Anne's Halloween story. In 1973, when I was 16, my younger sister, dad, and I had just moved into a new house that my dad built in this remote area near Van Dias Heights, Minnesota. 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 Where there was only one other house a few lots away from us. We moved in on October 31st. My dad had to leave town for a little while and gave my sister and me a key with the instructions to move our stuff in, so we did. None of his stuff was there yet except some furniture. I got ready to go to a costume party with my older sister who didn't live with us at the time. She picked me up about at about 7 p.m. just as it began to snow lightly onto the brown grass. That's an early winter. Uh, I met a friend at the party, Jay, and we were enjoying each other's company so much so we decided to continue the conversation at my house. Horny kids. Hey. We got there about 1.30 a.m. No, we didn't win the costume contest. I was dressed as a witch, so mind you, I was dressed like this during everything that followed, which I think that adds some humor to it. But believe me, there was nothing humorous about what happened that night. My sister and I had our uh, domain downstairs. The house was huge with two kitchens that... uh, and the whole shebang. Uh, Jay and I were sitting downstairs in a huge living room that had windows all around right at ground level. We were sitting where we could see the driveway and the front door. We had uh, one lamp on and the light at the front door was shining also and illuminating the driveway and the room we were in as well. So there I think I uh, have the stage set. It was about 2.30 a.m. Definitely smoking pot and banging each other. Yep. And we were sitting on this love seat chatting away about this and that. At no time did we discuss anything about weird, supernatural, paranormal, or anything even remotely like those topics. Uh, suddenly we heard a voice. First I noticed the tone of the voice was like no other I had ever heard. Then I noticed that the voice was vocalizing. To my absolute horror, this voice was moaning in such a pathetic, horrible way filled with pain and suffering. And it was loud. I remember it's probably Mar- just a cat. It, it was her sister be. getting laid in the next room. <laughs> Oh, I hate weird orgasm girls. <laughs> yeah. They sound crazy when it, yeah. It ruins it Sounds for like all a of zombie. Us. Yeah, I don't like that. I remember marveling at the tone of the voice. It was so different and it seemed to come from everywhere at once. That's pretty creepy. Mm. Then just when I thought I couldn't take it anymore, it went from this horrible moan to this insane maniacal laughter. 
It was absolutely horrifying. Then it went back down to a moan, then back to a laugh, then back to a moan, then it stopped. Jay and I looked each at each other wide-eyed with mouths open. It has to be a Halloween trick someone is playing on us, I said. Yeah, Jay replied uh, hesitatingly. Let's search around and see if we can find out what's going on, I suggested. So now it's a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> Jay agreed, so off we both went toward the hallway. He took the stairs up to the foyer, and I continued down the hallway to my little sister's room. I opened the door, and she was truly asleep. I woke her up anyway and asked her if she knew anything about this or heard it. She was just irritated with me for waking her up, but said she heard nothing, which was absolutely mystifying considering the volume of it. Could be like something that's like just in their heads, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're on LSD. Or maybe kids doing drugs all the time. Or maybe a ghost that just lives inside their skulls now. <laughs> I don't know. I went back to the hallway toward the living room as Jay was coming down the stairs. He was as white as a sheet. I heard it again up there, he said. No way, I replied. It wasn't that far away. I should have heard it too. I didn't. Neither of us found anything to explain it. So, yeah, you can't hear it unless you're in the room that it's doing it to, possibly. That's odd. So he's saying he's hearing it again, but she. You can't know, I hear mean, it. She should be able to hear if it. Somebody's from the moaning other room. super loud. You can hear yeah. it anywhere yeah. in the house, even though it's a big house. Yeah, I can hear like Mike fart across the room, even when they're not super loud. Yeah, Jared yeah. listens to you guys have sex all the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm so in the room sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes the cat's in the room and he Jared's lays down next to me when I'm going down on Lauren and spreads his legs, and it's real weird. Really? That happens. No. Is that a girl cat? No. no. Oh, God. It's even weirder. Yeah. Wait, I don't know how that's weirder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's don't be gay with a cat. Like, but how much weirder? It's weirder, but how much? Not, like, not, not that much. much. Not enough to count. Why did you bring that up on this program? I don't know. He likes to talk about it. I think secretly he thinks it's awesome. I think it's hilarious. He just loves that cat. Mike just likes to be wanted. <laughs> anyway. We went back to the living room and sat again on the love seat. We talked about what happened and affirmed that we both experienced the same thing exactly. Uh, then we changed the subject and tried to forget about it. When it happened again this time, though, the sound seemed to per- uh, permeate our very souls. We suddenly felt so very, very sad. When the moaning and laughter stopped this time, we both knew this wasn't a joke of any kind, but we weren't ready to admit it to each other. So, yeah, that is really weird. Where you just get like this like uncontrollable sad feeling. I've heard people talking about that, like being in haunted areas and then feeling things that they have no reason to feel. Yeah, at the it's moment. on ghost adventures all the time. Yeah, it is on ghost <clears throat> yeah. adventures all the time. Okay, I said the search is on. We find out who the prankster is or die trying, right? That is a terrible, That's stupid terrible thing to say. Logic. <laughs> so off we went. We searched every inch of the house. Outside, no one had come near the house in hours. I could tell by the new layer of undisturbed snow. We spent 45 minutes looking at ovens, freezers, lamps, under every table in the house, under every couch, and in every couch, every chair, every corner, cabinet, closet, every wall, doorway, and I mean every inch of the property. Nothing. We found nothing and no one, and I knew no one would even think of such a Halloween prank, let alone execute it with such professionalism. I don't know about other professional pranksters. Well, I mean, there's... I mean, there should be. There's uh, the one show. Yeah, the professional pranksters on True TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. And my pranked. bad. Yeah. Jared just got Kutcher. mad. Jared just got mad at me. I'm sorry. I'm mansplained to you. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I truly mean that the voice was nothing like I had ever heard before or since. It was the most frightening voice I have ever heard. And if by some horrible misfortune I was to hear it again, I swear my heart would stop instantly. Yet our Halloween horror wasn't over yet. 
We finished our search and went back downstairs. We started to, to discuss the possibility that something supernatural was happening, but then we brushed it off. In some kind of crazy delusion, we wanted to believe that it was really just a joke somehow. The oh, you know what? Turn off the light while you read the rest of this. Lauren. Lauren's not going to turn off that light. Turn off the light. Fuck you. I will, <laughs> God damn it, I pulled my cord out. Hold on. The eerie voice began again, only this time uh, was nothing like the other times. This time it... Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it uh, permeated us completely. We were both completely filled with feelings of despair, hopelessness, helplessness, and pointlessness. I struggled to say something, but couldn't manage it. It was pointless. I felt pointless to think at all. Tears were streaming from our eyes. We both experienced the sensation of our skin crawling. I truly believe we were in the presence of pure evil. This was pure evil that we experienced and on a personal level. When we snapped out of it, we looked at each other and saw the tears on our faces. When our eyes met, I knew that he ex knew exactly what I experienced and that he knew that what I knew. We also, uh, we also were convinced that this was no prank. By now, it was close to 4 a.m. and we were literally exhausted. Jay refused to leave uh, my sister and me alone there, so he slept on the couch and I went to my room. I spent a night... Uh, a night of terror and fear going near the bedroom or in fear of going near the bedroom door because the image of a creature wanting to kill me was on the other side. This was not coming from my mind though. It was coming from somewhere else. So basically like she's like getting like an idea. Yeah. She feels yeah. like it's not her own idea. That's weird. That that's a very strange feeling, I imagine. Yeah, I've never experienced that where you get an idea that's like doesn't feel that doesn't feel organic. like it originated from your own brain. Yeah. That's crazy. Anybody do you ever think feel anything like that, Jared? Not that I, I get it occasionally, but mostly I'm just crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I just lay awake until the sun was up and I heard Jake awake out in the living room. It was a horrifying experience that I did not soon forget and remember like it was yesterday. It's hard not uh, hard not to when something touches your soul with evil like that and it did just that. Yeah, that's like a fucking super creepy experience. That's very creepy. I wish she gave details about like maybe if there were other occurrences in the house after the one night they moved in. Yeah, well, I don't... I don't I mean, she probably would have mentioned that if there was. Yeah. And, it's, and it's also, it's not a ghost. It's not a haunting because it was a brand new house. Her dad just built it. Well, it depends on what they built it on. Unless he, like, buried a hooker in one of the walls, like in that Kevin Bacon movie. It's possible. We don't, don't know, know much about her dad. Or maybe one of the guys who built the house, you know, died off some scaffolding or some shit. What, what movie was that that, they ha that happened on? Like, 12 Angry Ghosts? Or there I was, don't know. There was one movie. I know they did that. It does happen in a lot of movies, though. But anyway, guys, happy Halloween. Ooh, spooky Halloween. Spooky. And uh, we'll try to get another new episode out sooner this time. Try to Coming keep up with soon. it a little bit better. More spooky. More mysteriousnesses. I'm glad you guys contributed to that. The next one's about Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, the next one's about Jimi Hendrix being a vampire. He's he definitely is. <laughs> he sucked blood and played guitar. Ooh. All right, guys, uh, check us out on iTunes or Stitcher, and please write us a uh, review on either or both of those. We would appreciate it. Uh, and uh, go ahead and add us on Facebook. Just search for Mysteriousnesses. And uh, if you would like to look at the show notes, uh, check out somethingplanet.com and find episode number eight. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I am John Jay. And uh, thank you to Lauren, Mike, and Jared for joining me this evening. Yay. Remember to leave a creepy comment on our Facebook for what episodes that you'd like to hear us talk about. 
Yeah, yeah. If you want, uh, if you have an experience or any uh, any idea of something that you want us to talk about, please go ahead and send us a message. We've got a couple so far, and we like. We it, love so. to talk about them. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Good Goodbye. Night. Goodbye.